The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast. We're your shortcut to being informed. Our weekday podcast is brought to you by ComBank, committed to being a better bank. Find out more at combank.com.au forward slash better. Good morning, I'm Claire Kimball. And I'm Kate Watson. It's Thursday the 7th of November. In your squeeze today, Medibank Private's share price plunge, more drought funding, the Matildas pay deal, and don't be late for dinner. This is your squeeze today. Starting today with Medibank Private, their share price fell by 8.5% yesterday. Claire, that's a lot. It is a lot for a day. Anything over 5% really is something quite remarkable. That happened because it released an update about a negative turn in its financial performance that was related to hospital claims. When it reported its results for financial year 19, it said that hospital claims were rising by about 2%. But after a bit of analysis, it said that it's actually rising by about 2.4%, which is quite significantly higher. What ramifications can something like this have for those with private health insurance, noting it's an industry that's already facing hurdles, 30,000 odd Aussies abandoning their hospital cover last financial year. Yeah, anything that has an increased cost in it is really concerning. Uh, That, of course, flows straight on to premium increases, it's expected. So uh, when they're saying that hospital claims uh, are up, not so much the volume of them, but the actual cost of any procedure, that's a real issue because it will go across the whole system into other health insurers as well by all accounts. Uh, That isn't good news for premiums. People may hear the name David Littleproud a bit today. He's our federal poly in charge of drought funding. He's set to announce more dollars for drought-affected regions. What do we know so far? We know a fair bit of detail. Quite a bit came out of their cabinet meeting yesterday in Sydney. It looks like there's about $500 million for rural and regional councils there for spending on things like infrastructure, roads, uh, projects that will really bolster those communities. The idea is that if they've got some cash, it'll keep those local economies turning over. Uh, The other big report is that farmers will get access to about a billion dollars in interest-free loans and that there would be generous repayment terms that will keep them in water and and fodder in as much as they can get their hands on it. So it'll be a lot more money for them today. And as David Littleproud said yesterday, it's probably not the end of it, given there's no rain in sight. Yeah, he's a name we'll hear quite a bit, David Littleproud. Um, the announcement promised to be groundbreaking, and it seems to have lived up to that label. I'm talking about female soccer players who will represent Australia and the new terms of the Football Federation's collective bargaining agreement. They'll now receive the same share of the sports revenue as the male team, the Socceroos. They also get a base salary increase, which uh, put together with that revenue share uh, seems to be something that they're saying will close that gender pay gap with the Socceroos. Matilda's player, Elise Kelman-Knight, who I thought had a a really good quote, said that it shows a sign of respect uh, and that they're going to be completely included and that can only be good for the game, not just for women, but in total. They'll also get the same off-field benefits. So we're talking about things like business business class flights, training facilities, elite performance staff, for example. These agreements are never easy to unpick, but it's certainly been very well received by our female soccer players. The first public hearings in the investigation into the conduct of US President 
Donald Trump will start next week. It's the next phase of that impeachment inquiry. Until now, they've had those hearings behind closed doors. Uh, it'll now be televised. And the chair of the Intelligence Committee there, Adam Schiff, says that these open hearings are an opportunity for the American people to start engaging with it and make up their own minds about the evidence against the president. The actual impeachment process isn't all too complicated once you break it down. It's worth understanding our school with shortcuts on the topic. We'll step you right through it in about 10 minutes. I think it's a bit shorter than that, maybe about eight minutes. On the economy, we've talked a bit about how consumer spending is down. One indicator of this is looking at new car sales, Claire. It's down 9.1% as opposed to October last year. New car sales really are an indicator of how the economy is going. Uh, if we're feeling pretty good about life, apparently we're not too concerned about putting our hand in our pocket for a new car if that's something that we want. So the fact that those sales are down quite significantly is really an issue. It comes as yesterday the economists from Westpac and Commonwealth Bank said that they want the government to consider bringing forward some of those tax cuts that are scheduled. Uh, the next round starts in mid-2022. Uh, what they're saying is if the government starts putting them into the system now, there'll be a bit more cash and as a consumer would feel a bit better about making those purchases, which is good for the economy more broadly. Potentially spending a bit more. When our Prime Minister travels overseas, he takes with him a gift for those he will meet. He also receives a gift in return. All of these gifts have to be declared and then either stored, donated or displayed. And Scott Morrison, of course, has been doing quite a bit of international travel of late. Yeah, the latest big trip, of course, was that state visit to the United States where he had a big fancy dinner with Donald and Melania Trump at the White House. Uh, of course, the gifts there, it looks like the Trumps uh, are quite keen on calfskin products. Uh, there's a leather jewellery box. There's a leather photo frame. Uh, also, Tiffany's got a good run. The Morrison's got a silver box bowl and some luggage from Tiffany's nice, okay. and a big framed map of the Coral Sea, which of course in World War II was the theatre of war where Australia and America really cemented their relationships. So it uh, looks like Morrison's going to keep the map and the bowls. Yes, and if they want to hold on to those presents personally, they have to pay the difference between its value and the declaration limit. We talked earlier this week about Olivia Newton-John's famous black skin-tight grease outfit being sold at auction. The successful bidder couldn't be more fitting. Very good. Pardon the pun. <laughs> very, very nice <laughs> intro. Yes, Spanx founder Sarah Blakely, who is a billionaire entrepreneur, uh, she has bought those pants. She said she was an Olivia Newton-John fan from way back when she heard that, that those tight black pants were up for sale, given she's modelled a pair of faux leather black leggings after those pants. It was only apt that she buy them. There you go. Perfect, perfect buyer, I'd say. And what's the email subject line today? Gone for crowded house, you better be home soon. Uh, there's a story um, that popped up uh, yesterday about a Fair Work Commission hearing. A guy who worked for his father uh, was late to a family dinner uh, earlier this year and as a result he was sacked. And then took it to the Fair Work Commission. And he took it to the Fair Work. He got some compensation and, of course, a lot of commentary oh, wow. about what a sad family situation it was. But, yeah, it just goes to show being late isn't good and even with your family. Especially to dinner, it appears. 
Uh, that's all from us today. Thank you for listening to the Squeeze Today podcast. If you enjoy it, be great if you could leave us a review. Head on over to Squeeze Shortcuts also for more from us. Perhaps some good commute listening to be had. Enjoy your Thursday. We'll chat to you tomorrow. The Squeeze is a free weekday email and podcast where your shortcut to being informed. Sign up at thesqueeze.com.au. A message now from our podcast partner, BHP. The steel made from iron ore plays an important role in providing the production of our energy infrastructure, from wind turbines to power poles. So cutting carbon emissions in iron ore production is key. It's why BHP has committed to a solar and battery agreement to help power its port facilities at Port Headland. It's happening now at BHP.